Thank you for listening to Pow Block Podcast, the flagship Nintendo podcast of Boss Rush Network. Do you need even more gaming and entertainment in your life? Head over to BossRush.net where you can find news, reviews, creators, podcasts, and more focused around the content you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Boston's Network. I'm your host, the Enlightened and Excited, Eddie V. Joining me is my best friend, my bro, him, the one, the only Boston himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello. I am. I have arrived. Yes. And we got Dr. A, who is here to say that he can bust a rhyme any time of the day. It's the PS Doc who can rock himself, Mr. Austin Campbell from Crossroads, a PlayStation podcast. Yes, sir. What's up? Wow. <laughs> I I couldn't do what you just did if you asked me to. So I think you probably deserve that intro more than I do. <laughs> yeah. I've never gotten an intro uh, like that. And this is episode 269. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yes. Twice. Twice the 69, you know? Mm. <laughs> There's two of them. Oh, wow. How are you doing, Austin? Don't get Ed all excited I... now. <laughs> oh, you know what? I will talk to you about that after dark. I'd rather not. <laughs> we're, uh, well, we're about to talk about Nintendo, so there's no way that uh, Ed's not excited right now. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing great, Ed. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm loving this cold weather, man. Cold weather, football, soup, all the good stuff is happening now. It's great. I, I we we talk about this is a good time for chili, some good chili or like even chili dogs. I love doing sloppy joes, and I didn't get to do them uh, yesterday for Halloween. Uh, do the work, but I got to go get some uh, good some good buns. So make some me some sloppy joes and just get some Doritos or fries and just like do some me time gaming um but yeah i love the cold weather um but yeah i need chili now i i want some good chili (laughs) right now yeah yeah i i need some mom's chili i need (laughs) i need to hit her up with the say hey mom can you make me chili because i know she will (laughs) i know she will i gotta start i'll come over mom (laughs) all right baby i got you (laughs) but uh Corey, how was your weekend um, it was it was good. I uh, we went trick or treating with the kids, and uh, my parents came over. And then uh, what else did we do? I don't know. We did something else, but I forget. We did something Saturday morning. What did we do? Oh, we took professional pictures of the children. So that was fun, and uh, I was relaxing. And I was actually the first time in a long time where I wasn't like dead tired after work so it was really nice so that's why i wasn't on last week i started a new job and it was very exciting so yes but yeah well you got to wake i'm glad that you you, you're in a spot where you're not feeling stressed out all the time it's great oh i'm stressed out but in a different way (laughs) yeah but a fun way good kind of stress yeah good kind of stress yeah it's uh I really like my job and I really like the people. So yeah. <laughs> I also like, I also like, so uh, I was having a conversation with, with Celeste uh, the other day and you know, she's going through all that hurricane crap still. So that's, yeah. 
why the <clears throat> her stuff has been you know absent for those who are unaware so send first of all send her some love because she needs it that whole area needs it uh yes. i think she did a stream the other day i think but we were having a conversation because she's like after everything gets fixed up we might relocate or whatever and we were having a conversation i was like it's like half jokingly but half not like sending because my job's still hiring i was like they're hiring you could you should just <laughs> there are no hurricanes up here it's funny yeah it was a good conversation yeah yeah tornadoes is that is that like the thing there in ohio i mean like once a year maybe uh, okay Okay. It rains a lot. It's more I like I didn't know if it was as bad as it was here. No, it's more like end of January, mid February is like blizzards, mm, and then it's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Ohio kind of almost shared the same kind of weather thing with Illinois, mm. in a sense. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm just having a good time. Okay. <laughs> Austin, how was your weekend? <laughs> it was uh, it was a good weekend. Uh, I spent I spent two days with uh, some good friends of mine. I, I, Friday, my friend came over and we watched all the scary movies that we could uh, that night. So that's all we did was watch scary movies. And then Saturday, or, or I mean, that was Saturday. And Sunday, we uh, my friend came over and we had we watched football all day. So it was uh, a lot of fun and. Uh, just it's good good catching up with everybody uh it's good to have a weekend where i didn't have to work on a saturday it was great so nice, uh, nice. <laughs> whereas whereas my wife has had to work every saturday this month so oh no <laughs> it's been so i needed friends to come over i was feeling lonely i guess <laughs> you're feeling lonely <laughs> uh well uh for me i um friday uh, I went to go get my Super Mario uh, Superstar, and I literally had to go to Wisconsin to get it. No store in Illinois had a copy that I could pre-order. All right, well, or... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's recontextualize this conversation here. Mm -hmm. You live like five minutes from the border, okay? It's not like you have to drive four hours to Wisconsin. Okay, it's I mean. <laughs> the thing, no, the, no. The thing about it is, is that in the 250, they do a search for the in the next 250 miles, and nowhere from here to Chicago, or any other place in in Illinois, have uh, Paper Mario. I mean, not Paper Mario. Uh, Mario Party. Like you cannot, you cannot pre-order it or go in to pick it up. You literally, if you order from that place, they had to ship you a copy. And so I had to go, I had to drive 45 minutes to go and pick it up. I had to go to a whole nother state to pick it up. Like this is the second Nintendo thing item that I had to go and pick up uh, to get it. Um, so I was just like, well, you know, I'm here. I picked up my game and then I was just like, you know what? Let me go grocery shopping. So I got me some good sushi, some, mm -hmm. some snacks. And uh, and then headed home and everything, um, but yeah. Other than that, it was working, and our Halloween candy disappeared. Uh, oh Sunday. yeah, oh yeah. Because because of it being canceled, kind of last year, mm -hmm. man. I got into work at like three o'clock yesterday, and it was the shelves was bare. Yeah, that's how. Wow. I mean, it was like 
we when we went trick-or-treating this weekend it was like man everybody just decided to like come out of the woodwork and trick-or-treat it was the busiest i've ever seen it but it was also like the best i've ever seen it i feel like it's so, crazy so did y'all trick-or-treat on sunday like you trick-or-treat on halloween uh so we did oh, both ahead. we did both we did you saturday did. uh because like the high school here does like a 10 and under kind of like walk around trick-or-treat type thing mm-hmm. um and then we went uh, we run around our neighborhood on Sunday night. Okay. Because we, I, I wondered if maybe more people went on Saturday now that I was thinking about it. Because we, we maybe had 10 trick or treaters uh, Sunday night. And I mean, we, I've had at least like double that, triple that most years. So it was, uh, it was a little bare this year. Um, I felt like there wasn't as many. And, but we have like uh, all the, I didn't know if like all the trunk or treats were on Sunday or if like people were just watching the Cowboys game on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really think that was probably the main thing. Cause you could tell once afternoon football was over, all the trigger treaters started coming. And then as soon as the Cowboys game started, they stopped. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It, it kind of around like five or six o'clock. Um, that's when people stopped coming in buying candy. But like they said from the time we opened till about five, Four thirty, five o'clock, candy was just selling. Like we we probably sold I wanna say about six thousand dollars worth of candy. Cause what? we Jeez, we had a they they had yeah, because we had a lot of candy. We had a lot of the fun size Twix and Do they sell that? Do you guys carry that much candy? I don't know. Yeah. I've been in a I've been in a Walgreens before. I've never seen that much candy. They, they, we had, a, we had nine shelves of candies and of candy. And by time the store, by the time I closed the store, I only had three shelves. Now nobody was touching the candy corn, and all of that. Oh, well, nobody likes candy corn. That's why. But no and, one does. And and uh, because they sent us dark chocolate M Ms, nobody was really touching that too. But like our Reese's. Uh, besides, I think the last thing that we had were so, some Reese's, a little bit of the Snickers, and uh, the Hershey chocolate bars were kind of the left thing, the little bit left over. But everything else, it, it just disappeared. Gummies, uh, SpongeBob, like all that candy disappeared. <laughs> SpongeBob, <And>, yeah, <laughs> the Krabby Patties, <laughs> Krabby Patties, yeah, yeah. It all, it literally all disappeared. And we got our, we're about to put our Christmas stuff out. Um, so I think, but I think they cleaned up their, they probably cleaned it up today. So when I go to work, uh, um, later on in those this week, uh, they're going to probably just have all the Christmas stuff up, and we're only going to probably have like two sections for the, uh, the Halloween stuff. So we'll see. Well, the best time when I went to Target, the best time to buy candy was the day after Halloween when it started on clearance. I was <laughs> well, all about that. <laughs> <laughs> but there ain't nothing to go on clearance unless no, you put some Reese's and Snickers. The Snickers, I hope, do go on clearance. I hope we get rid of that. Um, but, yeah. Last thing before we go, uh, before we get to Stactendo, um, I think the farmers are probably going to be going to stores next week and everything and get a Halloween candy uh, because they feed their cows candy because of the corn syrup. Since that produced, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they've been feeding cows. So, when there was a corn like uh shortage, 
um, they had to find a substitute. And so they were <laughs> feeding, uh, feeding uh, Kyle's Twix and Three Musketeers and all the Halloween candy, and it was producing the same amount of milk. And the cows was loving it. It sounds like a waste to me. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I know, like, dogs and cats, they can't eat chocolate, so I'm surprised that cows could even do that, but I guess... Well, they have four uh, stomachs, so... You know. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they just they're just pumping that stuff out, right? So huh. they they need well. The candy corn has some use, I guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They and the cows they just just eating it, loving it. Huh. But everybody, that means it's time for a snack tando. Woo, Austin, what have you been snacking on? Well, I. I am going, we're going out for our anniversary, so I haven't done a whole lot of snacking. I will say that Sunday I tried two things. I tried the Detroit style pizza at Pizza Hut. Your uh, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yes. I like it. I was a little skeptical. I was like, that's a lot of sauce on there, but with like the, like the cup pepperonis, that just makes it makes the whole deal good. Like I, mm. I, I really. You're like one that. of those people. The cups. Oh, oh the cup, the cup pepperonis oh. with the rest of the pepperonis. Oh, oh man, no. I, I don't yes. do this. I don't really do the supreme with the Detroit pizza. Yeah, it, I was really. It was really good to me. Uh, oh. Wait, I'm sorry. The oh, cup, I, I, I love uh, the ultra pepperoni when you got like four different pepperonis on there. Oh, that stuff's the best. I love pepperoni, but the cup pepperonis, man, because. They get burnt a little bit at the top. I like that. I like I like the extra crispy pepperonis, man. It's oh, good. Man, Austin. Oh. Thought we were friends. Wait, wait until I tell you what I had next. No. <laughs> no, I. Uh, so my favorite. Uh, and this is this is a, a little bit of adult time. My favorite <laughs> liquor is bamboo rum what i drink and they've come out with a cream version it's like their version of kind of bailey's and let me tell you egg, it is good eggnog is kind of thickness or a little bit thinner. well yeah it's it's kind of like the thickness of eggnog okay um and let me tell you this stuff was so good and then we had the idea because my friend brought it over to put it in coffee as like our creamer yeah, and let me tell you, I'm sad that I had to work today because I could have definitely had a good time with <laughs> liquor, uh, and it was delicious. I loved it. So, shout out to Bamboo Cream. It would be an expensive way to cream your coffee, but it'd be worth it. <laughs> it'd be worth it. Wow. Uh, send me send me some information about that. I'm gonna see because uh, I don't know if they sell. Is it only in Ohio that they sell it? Not Ohio. Sorry. Uh, uh no. I I mean. It's it should be everywhere. The bamboo is a uh, Lil Wayne sponsors it, mm. uh, which, but I I liked it before Lil Wayne started sponsoring it. So <laughs> just make that clear. But uh, I love it. It's it's got a big X on it. it looks like a pirate bottle. Um, it's it's the smoothest rum. It's brown. It's it's really really good. Uh, but the cream, I was just like man. But it's the same price as the rum, which is it's kind of a pricey rum. So. Mm. Can't get too too into it because it's it's a little expensive. So, um, for what I use it for, so, so it's a it's a nice relaxing kind of drink. 
Oh, oh yeah. If you like uh, like white Russians, like I like this better than white Russian even. So it's uh, if you're into those kind of drinks, this is definitely definitely the one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say those are the two new things I tried. Uh, All right. Great. What have you been stacking on? Oh, boy, Ed. Are you ready for this? Yes. So, last week on my first week, my new job bought me lunch four times last week, which was awesome. I know it was just like a new employee thing. It was me. They hired me and one other guy. So, like, but so uh, Monday. They ordered us, uh, there's a sub place around here called Cosmic Dave's, mm-hmm. and I got Dave's Club. It was it was turkey, it was cheese, it was crispy bacon, it was lettuce, tomato, onion, mayonnaise, and then lathered on each bun was Dave's Sauce. I don't know what's in it. It's just called Dave's Sauce. I think it's some sort of like thousand island dressing mixed with like i don't know something else but well what was the color what color was, it was the like it's like an orangish pink okay. okay it it definitely like now that i'm like talking it out it definitely probably was just thousand island dressing <laughs> um but still it was delicious the bacon was crispy the just mm, cheese was melted just perfect it was so good so good uh, Tuesday, they ordered us pizza, Giannino's pizza, had some pepperoni on it, had some, had some cheese. It's very good. Uh, Thursday, what do we have Thursday? Thursday, we had Panera. Okay. And I had the, I don't remember what I had, some sort of turkey something, something. I was going to ask, did you have the, uh, macaroni grilled cheese no. that they got at Panera No, now? but somebody did get that, yeah. and it. It looked like oh. I was like, man, I feel like I'm gaining weight just staring at this thing. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty new. Yeah, I, it's like one of the new things. Katie showed me. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, some of the some bomb breaking cheese from Panera Bread. I gotta say that. Yes. And then yes. Friday they bought Chipotle for us, so that was mm. very good too. Uh, and then, then let me tell you. My parents came over yesterday and brought a Brugger's Bagel family box, and it has like three breakfast, three huge breakfast sandwiches in it, mm-hmm. those cheesy hash browns, and like <sighs> like an assortment of bagels and muffins and stuff. But like, yes. my wife always eats the sandwich with the Asiago cheese melted on top with like this pepper jack cream cheese spread on it, and uh, she doesn't eat bacon so i took that off and put it on mine and sometimes i wipe <laughs> a little bit of the asia or uh, the spread off and put it on mine but uh so i had uh bacon egg and cheese bagels with some some of that spread on it oh so good and the little cheesy hash brown things dude they're just like little balls of po- potato goodness with cheese in the middle it's so good Corey, is it on our list so good Brugers? I mean, I, I guess. It's just, just, it's just a bagel sandwich, but it's, it was really good because it I was fresh. I feel like your list is about 20, 25 places long at this point, oh, isn't it? It's about, it's about 80 right now. Dude, I ate more when Ed came to visit the last time than I 
like in a week than I usually do in a month. So, uh, what else? I had, I had one other thing, but I forget. Oh, we had sushi on Saturday night. Yes. So I had, had me that spicy, crunchy shrimp, had me some crunchy California, spicy California, Philadelphia roll. What is in the Philadelphia roll? I don't know. My wife likes it. Is it so cream it. cheese? There's cream, like cream. There's cream cheese, avocado, salmon, like wow. smoked salmon. I think that's what's in it. I could be wrong. I don't know. So I'm more sushi. of the. I like the crunchy stuff and the spicy stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's my snack, Tendo Ed. It was a very lengthy oh, yeah. one, and I apologize, but I ate a lot. <laughs> Don't apologize. I'm excited. It's good. It's good. It was so good. I just wish I could have some. That's that's the only thing I'm mad right. about. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for me, um, I had Chipotle, uh, the bur- uh, burrito bowl. Mm. Had that. Uh, had some like TV dinners and stuff. Um, had some checkers. Uh, just a basic burger and fries. Wendy's, man. Uh, Wendy's grilled, ch- grilled, not grilled. I'm sorry, that was thinking chicken fillet. Uh, which is, of course, I don't know if you heard last week episode. Uh, but uh, Chick Fil A's grilled chicken sandwiches mm. on point. No, Ed. No, nobody goes to Chick Fil A to get the grilled chicken. It was a new one that they was that they brought out. They didn't have grilled chicken before. I don't know. I was, was going to say, Ed. I listened to it. I was like, man. The grilled chicken's good, but the spicy chicken sandwich is a, spi- a spicy. I, uh, I know. Oh, I know. Corey oh. <laughs> knows. Corey knows the biz. I told him. I I literally texted him when he was uh one day while he's at work. I was just like, "Dude, I'm in my car eating this spicy chicken sandwich, and I cannot move." And yes, I had the Chick Fil A sauce on it. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. dude. You know what you do with the Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich? You take the Chick Fil A sauce. You take mayonnaise, okay? You put a little mm-hmm. bit on each bun. Then you kind of, like, fold the bun so it gets all over yes. each bun. And then you smash the chicken in the middle. And then it just it gets maximum coverage of the sauce without being too much. I didn't get this size by not knowing how to eat chicken. <laughs> okay, guys? Just... He's not wrong, though. He's not wrong. No. Maximum coverage of mayonnaise and Chick-fil-A sauce on that spicy chicken. You get two of those, you get a large fry, and then you wish you would have gotten a third sandwich and another large fry because it's that darn good. Well, surprisingly, the raffle fries was the bomb big this time. Normally, Chick-fil-A raffle fries are not. No, they're good. I I actually am on Ed's side on this. I Most of the time when I get it, I get chicken sandwiches with a side of chicken strips. (laughs) Like, I get get extra chicken. I haven't tried the chicken strips yet. Yeah, I mean it's just more of the chicken. It's it's okay. nothing like doesn't really taste any different, but it's just I the fries they have to be hot, they have to be fresh. Once they yes. get cold, it's over. And like, they it, need and they need salt. Like they gotta have the yes. salt. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, they, these fries have salt on them. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Oh. You get someone that knows how to season it right, then you got it. You got it. Yes. Uh, uh so I had two like new snacks. Uh, I took a picture. I put it on my Twitter page. Uh, the white chocolate pretzel M and M's. Love it. It's fire. 
is really good. Yeah. Um, and I think what makes this kind of better than the regular chocolate M M uh, chocolate pretzel M Ms is that that coating of uh, salt on the pretzel goes well and it balances out the uh, sweetness of the white chocolate because white chocolate is like really sweet and it was just like oh this balances balance out it, it just came out it might be a seasonal thing because uh, it's trying to mimic uh, mimic snowballs and everything uh, but it was a, it's really good it's a really nice snack if anyone who's looking for some new M&M's that one was really good my last thing and Corey, you might want to close your ears for this one. Mm. Oh boy. I had the Reese's Pieces mm. big cup with potato chips in them. Potato chips? Yes. They just came out and it's a king size uh big well, it's it's two yeah, it's two big cups of the Reese's Pieces and peanut uh, peanut butter cups, and they have potato chips in it. And have you heard of such thing? Hmm. They just, man, it's just, it's, it's just dropped. It just came out. Oh man. So it just came out. And, uh, so it's okay. It's nothing, it's nothing wild or anything. It's just more Reese's peanut butter cups with some chips in it. And like I understand they were trying to go for sweet and sauciness, but the chips end up tasting like Rice Krispie treats, mm. in a sense. With the when you when you bite to it and the texture and everything, it has like that airy kind of flavor to it mm. and stuff. So I don't know what kind of potato chip that they put on it. It it was very weird. We we just got it at work. We seen it. I don't know how the reception about how reception of it is going to be. But I tried it and I was just like, oh, okay. Um, I, yeah, it's a Reese's peanut butter cup with some, mm. with some something in it. Like, hello, welcome back, boss. I had to go throw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, it was okay. Nothing. If you see it on sale, get it on sale because we got a we had a two for three dollars sale for it. So I mean, I'm like, okay, this is fine. And someone else brought it for me. I didn't pay any money. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it was it was just that. Uh, those are my two snack tender things uh, for it. it. It was just weird because I'm just like potato chips and the Reese's. I'm like this, like I would understand if they did like Rice Krispie treats and Reese's. I could I could understand it because that's like cereal. Um, but that yeah. nice crispy taste to it would be like flavorful. The chips. Oh, that reminds like... me. You said cereal. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. No, right. go ahead. So go ahead. my wife got cereal for my daughter. Chocolate life, dude. Oh yeah. Really? That stuff is amazing. Yeah. Oh. So good. Chocolate life. By the way, I've never seen it in stores. Shout out to Shane I, in the I chat, by the this. way. Hi, Shane. Uh, hey, Shane. Hi, Shane. Uh, Life and Checks, man. Those are two cereals that like, I would have never cared for as a kid, but as an adult, I'm like, I'm all about this. I'm all about this Life and Checks cereal. Dude, I like... <laughs> this stuff is the best. I like Chocolate Life. I like Cinnamon Life. 
I mean, I like regular life too, but. Oh, wow. We weren't a life family over here. Uh, so we. It was Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, mm. Apple Jacks, Frosty Flakes, and Tricks, <laughs> and Cocoa Puffs. Hmm. Now I'm eating my child's uh, gummies because uh, they're delicious and she's asleep. So now you can have them all to yourself. I can, and I am right now. To be fair, yes, yes, I realize I just opened three packs of them, but there's only like there's, there's those little baby packs that only have like five yeah. each one. So did you put them all in your mouth, or you eat them one by one? I'm trying to eat them one by one, but like the best is when you put like ten in your mouth at a time and you just sit there and chew forever. Oh yeah. So I love I love the Welch's gummies. Ooh, those Especially are like the dangerous. tropical flavor ones. Yeah. yeah. I like ones. I yes. like the Welch's ones. These are the the Mott's ones, like the applesauce company. They're oh. they're okay. They're just yeah, you know. So, okay. All right. Well, Corey, I'm going to turn it turn it over to you for a game fact advance. All right, What's Ed. Your... Are you ready for this game fact advance? Yes. What is What is the number one game you think of on Nintendo 64 in terms of multiplayer? In terms of multiplayer, I know a lot of people would say Smash Brothers. No. Keep it's going. Not. It's a rare game. Pew pew bang bang. I know what it is. Jet Force Gemini? No. Oh my gosh. Austin, help him out. <laughs> it's Goldeneye. Thank you. It's Goldeneye. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So, everybody knows that the game came out in 1997. Critically acclaimed. Everybody loved the multiplayer. It was like one of the first games we had, like real multiplayer on consoles in terms of shooters. Well, one thing, this this is a quote. Uh, this is from an Engadget article from 2012, uh, but you should read it anyway. Uh, so Hollis, uh, one of the developers on uh, GoldenEye, Hollis' pres- uh, presentation included, uh, this is from a GDC talk uh, at, at one point. It was a postmortem on GoldenEye 007. Uh, Hall's presentation included stories from many of GoldenEye's developers, including Steve Ellis, who was responsible for programming the multiplayer mode, a feat that he accomplished in one month. So, wow. wow. Ellis wrote, uh, one of the things that always strikes me as crazy in retrospect is that until something like March or April of 1997, mind you, the game came out, I think, in September that year. March or April of 1997, there, was a mul- there wasn't a multiplayer mode at all, and the game was only going to ship with a single-player campaign. Wow. Wow. Uh, something you wouldn't dream of doing these days, and it was done without the knowledge or permission of management at Rare or Nintendo. So Rare or Nintendo didn't even approve it. They just did it. Uh, the first, The first they knew about it was when we showed it to them working however since the game was already late by that time if we hadn't done it that way it probably would have never happened so oh wow yeah so there you go your game fact advance golden i 007 
in a different world may have never had multiplayer. All because one guy took a month and just made and made honestly the most maybe the most important game as far as multiplayer shooters of all time. Right. Mm-hmm. Trailblazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, that's also why all of the multiplayer levels are maps from the campaign is because they didn't have time to design oh. levels. Yeah. So. Oh. Wow. Well, thank you, Corey, for that. Oh, wow. Did not. I, wow. The one of the most influential games for shooters. And one person did multiplayer. That's mm-hmm. fascinating. He probably worked crazy hours trying to get that right. Yeah. He. And that was before, you know, the craze of Monster and Red Bull. So who knows what he was doing just to, just to make all this happen. Mountain Dew, exactly. guys. Come on. It's a family show. Oh, yeah. Mountain Dew. Well, it's time for Femi News. EGAT! Or should I say EGAT? A surprising announcement and trailer from Nintendo and Lego has us shivering in our boots. Or maybe our wallets as Lego Super Mario Luigi's Mansion playset will hunt shells on January 1st, 2022. There will be three sets and each has a theme to it. There's Lab and Poltergeist, Hunt and Seek, and Entryway. What do you guys think about this news and where do you think Nintendo and Lego can go with this franchise? So, Corey, because you have brought this news to us, uh, I was telling Austin that they dropped the trailer literally like around eight, nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday on Halloween. Mm-hmm. That, oh, this is a new Lego set that's coming. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? Like, Nintendo does, never drops anything like that on a Sunday, but they did it because it was Halloween. Uh, so, what what are your thoughts about it? I mean, I think it's cool, right? I mean, I think I think uh, Mario had his own set, and they just came out with the Mario 64 Lego set, right, with the castle and stuff. And I think theming a set around specific characters is a really good idea. And obviously, Luigi's Mansion is like a, that first game was like a cult hit for people who owned a GameCube at launch, and then Luigi's Mansion 3 sold really well, and, uh, you know, 3DS game exists. So, like... I think it's a no-brainer that they're like, hey, you know what would be cool? A mansion for Luigi because it exists already. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see, though, like, what do they do with Toad? What does a Captain Toad treasure tracker Lego set look like? Or what does a Donkey Kong Country Lego set look like? Uh, you know, what does a Bowser's Castle set look like? So I, th- I think it'd be really cool to start exploring, like, some of these other characters and be like... Yeah, that's a cool set. Yeah, I mean, it's Austin definitely cooler than the $800 Titanic set. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. is it cooler than the newly announced Home Alone house set? Yes, it's way cooler. The wait, the what? Yeah, yeah. that's right. The Home Alone house oh got announced goodness. today. Yeah. Um, I was telling him before the show, I the only reason why I'm not a, that excited about these because I love Legos and I love Luigi's Mansion is I wish it was more of like set pieces rather than the level design pieces uh, that's why I've been crazy about the, the the Mario Legos so far is because I would like a full you know thousand piece Peach's Castle or the full Luigi's Mansion um, when those happen you guarantee I will be in line for it mm-hmm. 
yeah it is it is like you know i would i wish they would do like a full scale like like the way they did like the millennium falcon for star wars that big like five or six hundred dollar set that's like a Mm -hmm. million pieces and you know so intricate and you can open it up and see what's happening inside of it like i would love to see like a like you said, like a Peach's castle, like just like you know, like the Hogwarts castle, or mm-hmm. you know, you know, just those those are the ones that I'm like waiting for because I I love Luigi's Mansion. It's maybe my favorite Switch game that's coming out this year. So it's uh, or that's come out on the console. So I I would love to see like the full on castle pieces, mansion, Bowser's castle, whatever. Um, and I agree. I, I would love a Toad Treasure Tracker deal because you could set up like maybe you can make your own levels with them. That'd be mm-hmm. oh things. man, yeah. yeah. Or like you think of like Donkey Kong or something. You get like the minecart levels in there, and you just mm-hmm. like it's like a minecart Donkey Kong or like even the cap or the Captain Toad has minecart levels too. Like that'd be really cool. Yeah, oh, that'd be so cool. A uh, Donkey Kong Lego set, yeah. I, I need it. Like, yeah. Oh, dang it. <laughs> oh, dang it. I want one now. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. sure it's coming. This is They're definitely not stopping here. It's definitely going to continue and just get more and more. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, because I think they could do, like, Mario Kart Double Dash, uh, kind of Legos or something like that. Yeah, but um, that Mario Kart game already exists, like the real-life Mario Kart game, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's, I, I don't know. I don't think they would, like, step on the toes of that. I wish they would put more carts out for that game. That is true, yes. I wonder if it sold well, like, well yeah, enough so, for them to keep going forward with it. Yeah, they sold, like, I think, what, 750,000 copies? They, they yeah, did that's, that's not a lot, though, by Nintendo standards. like Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. I would like to see more carts from that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt for the. No, no, no that's fine. Uh, I, I definitely am. You know, I like this. I like that they uh, decided to do Luigi's Mansion. Um, they're going to get people's money. They're going to get those coins on January first. Because trust me, people are going to be in the stores for New. Well, that's going to be debatable. Well, people you are going to start returning gifts from Christmas and uh, trying to pick this up. Well, yeah, or do exchanges, which is weird because New Year's Day is on a Saturday, and folks are going to be drunk all weekend long. So, uh, we'll see how all of that goes. Uh, but I still think this is cool. I think it's a good way to start the year off with Nintendo and definitely with Lego uh, to bring out more of their product for this Lego set. Uh, and everything, so I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see uh, more of it. So we're gonna move on to the next story. Uh, this has to be a new one for everyone, as Planet Games is having a, and this, this is the title of the presentation, So Cresta, Hideki Kamiya's very sorry stream. This Tuesday at 8 p.m. PST slash uh, slash 11 p.m. Eastern time. Since Soul Cresta is supposed to release on the Switch December 9th, it may end up de- being delayed, but we won't know. Uh, we w- uh, but we won't know for sure. Um, we know Kamiya's history, uh, so for him having this kind of stream might surprise us. And just to let everybody know, uh, with Kamiya, he blocks people a lot. 
you know, they'll ask him a question or they'll follow him and or and they say they'll say something to him and he'll just end up blocking them. Um, sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for no reason at all. Uh, and some people take, uh, you know, they embrace being blocked and everything. So it's kind of playing on. Yes, he's probably very sorry because there might be a delay, but he's also very sorry in a sense of blocking people on Twitter. What if, what if he just uh, this is his unblocking everybody party? And then we blocking them after. Yeah, he's like this is a fresh start. Yeah. Uh, and immediately, just everyone's gonna try to get him to block him again. That's yeah. that's immediately what's gonna happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Austin, what did you think of this? I I honestly I I I forgot. I didn't even know what the very, very sorry stream was. I think I re I re kept hearing stories about, it and I was like, oh yeah, I you were explaining to me just why it could be meaning that with like the Twitter thing. I was like, huh. I, I don't know anything about this game he's making. I don't they don't have we don't have any information on this game, do we? As far as what it is. Um, um but not not, not just, that much. I feel like they need to <clears throat> like I I know they want to do do like publishing and stuff, but mm. they need to like slow down a little bit cuz they got to they got to finish Bayonetta, they got to do the that Babylon's Fall game. There's uh who else? they're doing another game for somebody. They have like three or four games in development before this game so like let's be honest let's be honest they don't need to do babylon's fall yeah <laughs> i feel like they can forget them <laughs> forget about that one yeah uh, that's the square that uh, that's the square project they're doing right the square enix project yes yeah 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 mm -hmm. uh, i hope square is funding that game I, well because <laughs> I, hmm. yeah i i I do like this guy's games though, uh, with Bayonetta, Okami, <laughs> Resident Evil Two, which I'm now a huge fan of. He's I never played Beautiful up. Joe, but Devil May Cry. Yeah, and uh, I, I did. It seems like this guy's got a good track record. Uh, you know what? I appreciate that he just blocks people on Twitter. I think people should do that more. Just block everybody. <laughs> don't let anyone tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't know what uh, this is. Uh, I know Soul, Soul Cresta is a top-down vertical shooter. Um, I know they've been show I know it started out as a joke, but it actually got a lot of love for the fans, and they were asking questions when it's coming out. Like I want to play, and so they ended up turning it into a real production and making the game. Um, to hear that it's called a, a very sorry stream. It just boggles my mind. It's funny. I know how they're playing on it. Um, I I know I won't be able to watch it until I get home. Uh, but I'm but I am excited to see what they're going to announce. And I wonder if they're going to be new stuff that they're going to announce. Not just only that uh, it's going to be delayed, but there's going to be like a physical copy and uh, a collector's edition and stuff like that. Um, so uh, we we shall see. Uh, we'll I'll keep po people posted when we see next week. Oh, I just uh, I looked at his pinned tweet, and now I I see all the rules of how to get blocked. He's got them listed. He also <laughs> doesn't even like. He said, "I'm telling you not to post me in languages other than Japanese. If you break rules, that means you are brainless insect and will be blocked immediately. Be careful." Wow. <laughs> 
No repeated questions, no advice, no tagging me in your conversation, no requests or asking about games which are not mine, RIP. No Bayo 2, no MGR, no no blank posts. My block button is bigger than ever. Wow. <laughs> wow. I've never that that's his pin tweet. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, that's man. that's got me up for you. <laughs> Well, we're going to get into uh, this next story that I, yeah. Well, Nintendo's back to legal matters again. This time, they're tackling a Mario NFT gambling game. As reported by Kotaku, a cryptocurrency scheme known as 1UP Platform has been preparing for launch this year, giving users the chance to take part in a Battle Royale-style game where players can bet on matches to earn NFTs, a controversial method of digital file ownership that uses blockchain technology. The problem here, or one of the problems at least, is that the Battle Royale itself appears to be full of stolen assets. Oh, and it's a whirlwind MS. Why can't people leave Nintendo's IP alone? Uh, and mm-hmm. this story, I, man, and a person who made it was just like, yeah, it is made out of stolen assets. And, you know, but it was a cool idea. So we made it when we stole them. Uh, it says they go on to say that the stolen assets were only in place as a proof of concept and will be moved later down the line, calling out the Nintendo simps who helped to get, get the game noticed. They sound lovely, don't they? In a quote, for all the Nintendo simps having a panic attack, fear not. It was private test video getting put out there to grow to grow uh, size of the community. When we go live, the entire game will have custom art with none of the original Nintendo fan-made sprites. This was just a proof of the concept. The engine is custom-made and will be used for other original games. The bus is great, though. At least it gets people talking about new ideas. So, yeah, I I know people been getting on Nintendo about season the sis orders and stuff, but when when someone just outblazed and says, "Yeah, it's stolen ideas, stolen assets," we would use it to make a pre, you know, make a game. But you put it out there. That's the crazy thing about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you. Th- I I just don't understand why people haven't learned that you just can't mess with Nintendo, and if you're going to, don't say anything about it, and only enjoy it for yourself because this is <laughs> this is not the way to do it. Yeah, um, it's just mm, <laughs> it like I just especially with like the internet and a thousand different ways that this could get shared or leaked or whatever. Like, it's just like, why, why try stuff like this anymore? You know? Well, it's always that I think people, when they mess with Nintendo games, they get some notice, they get some recognition to be like, Hey, hire me. I got a game out. Yeah. I kind of still didn't mess with y'all stuff, but you know, I want to be a developer and this is what (coughs) I can do. I mean, I, I just, that stuff's okay. cool, but this isn't, like, development. This is, like, NFTs are just, like, JPEGs that people are s- selling for money. Like, it's just, like, it's real stupid, you know? Like, okay, so AM2R, right, the the Metroid 2 remake or whatever that came out a yeah. couple years ago before Samus Returns for 3DS was, like, an amazing achievement in terms of development and stuff. And that guy ended up getting... 
yeah, his game got shut down by Nintendo, <clears throat> but he got hired by uh, the Ori team, Moon Studios, the Ori Moon and the Studios, Will of the Wisps. Yeah. And now he's like a prominent developer in the industry. Like, that's awesome. Like, you know, you took this series that you loved, you remade one of the games that was like, you know, really lacking at the time, right? Because there wasn't really yes. another way to play it unless you bought it on 3DS for a like the virtual console until, and then Nintendo pulled it. And then a year later we got the 3ds remake. So, I mean, yeah, it was really cool. He got a job. That's good use of, you know, IP and, you know, and he wasn't Mm -hmm. selling it, right? Like he wasn't selling AM2R. It's just Nintendo owns Metroid and they are very protective of their properties, whatever. This is just stupid. (laughs) Like it's just, uh, and it sounds like they're not really making money since, like, the rewards are NFTs, but the NFTs are of Nintendo products, so... Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's going to release Nintendo NFTs, it's going to be a, a Nintendo, and yeah. they're going to sell for <laughs> way more than I can afford. I guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. It, what, it, the thing, it, it's so weird that, you know, people get mad at Nintendo when they're a season desist on Smash, but when it's stuff like this, pretty much no one says nothing and everything. And it's just, it's kind of, it's just so weird on how the Nintendo fans definitely are, they're for Nintendo when it comes to legal stuff, but they weigh against Nintendo with certain stuff. Um, like, I, I just don't understand. Like, you know, people know, never mess with Nintendo stuff at all. Go mess with Microsoft or Sony stuff. No disrespect to those companies, but it feels like that if people do something with their stuff, then there's no story about it. It feels like Microsoft and Sony's not even caring because there's no legal issue or anything. You don't hear nothing about it. It's always someone messing around with Nintendo's IPs. I I also think, like, the ease of access to, like, Nintendo... Does like as as much as we love Nintendo, they the ease of access to their classic stuff is, you know, relatively hard to find or buy outright. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like we have NSO right, which is which is fine, right? Like, I mean, they just put out the N sixty four stuff, which is really cool, and for me, works fine, right? But like, there's there's not really any ways to like really purchase these games anymore unless you have like a 3ds or a wii u or lying around and you know who who wants that (laughs) you know like the 3ds is dead you know i don't know i just i just feel like people go people go to nintendo because of the nostalgia and I mean, we're starting to see it a lot with ps1 right like that bloodborne d make is coming out in january for like they're going to try to sell it in January. So uh, I don't know if you saw this, Austin. The... Yeah, I I didn't get to read the article, but I saw that it's going to be released soon. And I was like, yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how this and goes. Like, we're starting to enter that era where people are like really nostalgia for PlayStation 1 and Dreamcast and that era of games, right? And um I don't know. I just think nostalgia is a huge driving force for the reason why people like try to do stuff with Nintendo games because those are the games that they love. And, uh, you know, it's apparently it's really easy because people are already playing Metroid Dread on PC. So 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that... That's the other thing. I wonder if Nintendo's just it, games are just easier to do this kind of stuff with just because of the ease of even just torrenting games at this point. Yeah. I th- uh, it's also because I think they're not really like a software or security company the way that like Microsoft is or you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and Sony spent a ton of money locking down their consoles, right? The Vita was infamous for being untouchable for years, right? So until, yeah. you know, Sony just didn't care and then somebody busted it open and now it's fine. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, Nintendo games are just... I mean, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost as bad as the Dreamcast at this point. <laughs> like, the way that people are putting games on PC. It's insane. Yeah, yeah I think with the Metroid dread wasn't being on pc i just to me personally it was just like on how quick they were able to do it yeah and stuff and the discussion of in yeah. relation and everything came up around it um it was because it came by so fast it's like they just put the cartridge in their computer it was already there it's like just loaded it up it seemed mm-hmm. like it was that easy to how fast it was yeah right and uh, and normally you don't hear stories about that because I think this is the to me personally this is the first Nintendo game that I feel like that. That's not true. Breath of the Wild has all kinds of like emulation and like people are like re literally rebuilding assets to like 8K with ray tracing, yeah. 60 to 120 frames a second. Uh, I, I mean, like the just the, like the day after its release. Oh, and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, like that quick. Yeah, I, I could see where that is, but like, but I remember like the AK stuff for Breath of the Wild coming out, not even maybe even a week, within yeah. the month for sure. Yeah, because the Wii U, the Wii U version at the time was extremely easy to emulate, because they had already perfected wow. Wii U emulation, and then they just built upon that. And dude, I don't know if you guys watched the, Jesse sent it to one of our chats a long time ago. But it was the Breath of the Wild 8K with ray tracing at 60 frames a second. I was like, "Uh, I want to play that. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, man, could you all just like, could you get along with like Xbox or or PlayStation at some point and just make these things happen? Because it's it's just beautiful. Right. Or at least do it yourself at this point. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I like that's what I I don't think. Here's the thing. Nintendo's never going to be that, right? And I think we've all no. just kind of accepted it, right? You know? And for better or for worse, we've just accepted it. But, like, seeing stuff like that or watching Metroid Dread run at 120 frames a second at 4K or even stuff like Pikmin, you know, Pikmin 3 looks amazing. With There's, like, a, there's like a, a mod out there for, like, I forget what it was called, it was like real life mod that made the environments like look extremely real, you know. And it's like, mm-hmm. I want, I want that, you know. I want that. Yeah. So. And I think when it when when that happens, when the stuff comes to PC, it feels like Nintendo. There's like pretty much nothing they really can do because it's just out there, you know. Yeah, but so I still want it. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I'm. I look. I've accepted that the Switch is what it is, and I play my Switch games right, and then I play everything else on my Xbox. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
we're gonna move on to the last story, uh, which is kind of just talking a little bit about the upcoming games uh, for November and December. Uh, just Dance 2022 is dropping November 4th. Pokemon Diagla and Pakia Edition Switch Lite will be here November 5th. Shin Megami Tensei 5 is coming out November 12th. Game & Watch yes. The Legend of Zelda also on November 12th. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl November, 5th, uh, November 19th. Big Brand Academy, Brain vs. Brain, December 3rd. Uh, Wampa uh, Decadence is the, also December 3rd. And then there's going to be some uh, Switch games and accessories that's also coming throughout the month. You guys can check the full list at NintendoLife.com. Uh, but what did you guys think about this? Because I we know that Advance Wars was supposed to come out along with Brain Age, but it got delayed to next year. So, what are your guys' thoughts about this? Um, well, you go, you go, I, Austin. I'll say this: I have been preaching the word of Danganronpa for years, and I'm telling you, I'm excited that it's coming to Switch because it's going to find a whole lot. <laughs> it's going to find a bigger audience than yes. uh, than it was on, you know, PSP Vita. And, uh, and PC. I cannot stress enough how much I recommend that game. If you're not into graphic novels, I'm not really either. But these games are so good. They're so funny. They are completely messed up. Um, the bear is so evil. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yes. let him fool you. He is a terrible, terrible creature. And I just love these games. I I'm super excited for this because there's going to be even more content that I am just hungry for. I want there to be another game, even though it probably won't happen. Mm. Uh, but I just want more of this. And then Shimagami Shimagami Tensei Five. I'm already so I'm so so ready. Um, I'm ready for another game like this. Um, and again, like these. These are the games that I want to play on Switch. These are the type of games like, you know, these these novels and and JRPGs. Like these are the games that I have the Switch for. Um, so I'm really really excited for those two. Um, other than that, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't have anything else ready. <laughs> uh, what about you, Corey? I mean, I'm kind of with Austin. Like I don't really care. I think that, I think I think Danganronpa is a series that I think people should play. Right? Like I think. I'm really interested in playing them. Like I have them all on my wish list, and I know they're all on sale. If you pre-order them, they're like you get like ten percent off or something. Like I think, mm. you know, I'm really interested in Shin Megami Tensei Five. Like that's the game. I mean, and we've been preaching since the we since like the very beginning of Pal Block about uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, right? And like yes. how you know, like it's it's got a new home on Switch. It's great. Um, uh, but you know, like Austin said, I just I don't care. <laughs> well, I, definitely for me. Uh, okay, so for the Pokemon Switch Lite, because I got an OLED, it doesn't do nothing for me. But definitely, uh, Diamond and Pearl is definitely is a must-have for me. Um, I really can't wait for that. Um, I am going to try to, to try to get the game and watch Legend of Zelda. There'll probably be like eighty-five thousand copies around the world. So you'll be able to get one because like the Mario game and watch is still out there. Yeah, I saw one the other day at Target. I think, like 
just oh. sitting there. I was like, hmm, I should probably get this, but I'm not going I, to. I, <laughs> yeah. I do love the Brain Age games. And so Brain versus Brain, I love doing the math and, like, the puzzles and stuff. Does it help my brain? At times it does. Um, but it's a good time racer. And, you know, playing it on the OLED, because uh, I love to play those games in handheld mode. Like, I don't like playing it on the TV. Even though I do have the Wii version, uh, I I prefer playing it, like, on a handheld. So um, taking it on the go and stuff that's gonna help me uh, with that game because i love doing it there um dog rumper decadence i probably am gonna buy i do have one i think i have one or two on my ps4 uh but like this whole collection i want to get it and i love the artwork and you're talking about that bear austin the voice acting it's the voice acting that's tricky because he sounds like you know he sounds very chipper and stuff but he gets evil quickly and it's just yeah. like, oh yeah. wow. That that's the thing. Like some people have watched the anime, and I I'm like, guys, you've got to play the game because his voice. They changed the voice in the anime, and like his voice is so much better in the game because it's it totally tricks you. It's like a Winnie the Pooh type character, and then nope, not anymore, <laughs> not anymore. Uh, I I love those games to death. If you like Professor Layton or any of those games, like. This this is one of those games. It has that kind of feel to it, where you're in the trials and stuff. And uh, I cannot recommend those games enough. I, if I were to list like my ten favorite franchises, it would be up on the list. I love these games. Um, they're a little they're a little long. I, well, I'll say the the last one is long. It yes. is long. <laughs> I remember playing it. I was like, this has got to end eventually, right? <laughs> and then just another twisted turn. I'm like, oh, my God. We're still going. This, but, this, is, this is giving me, like, Phoenix Wright vibes, where it's like the last case. It's, like, so long. You'd be like, this needs yes. to be over with. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, please, please go check it out. And also on this uh, link, Trigger Witch is coming out. They got a uh, physical copy of Trigger, which I recommend that game as well. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody, that's going to be it for uh, Family News. We're going to get quickly into our doc mode. We're going old school in this episode, and we're going to have a free-form discussion and just talk about Nintendo. You ready, Elite Black Agents? Let's do this. So, the floor is open up to you guys. Uh, what would you like to talk about Nintendo? Uh, I mean, their 2022 seems pretty stacked. We haven't really talked a lot about that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that could be like a whole episode, which we might just do a calendar episode probably in the near future, right? So, um, yeah. But I mean, like, I guess what, I mean, what's exciting you about 2022, I guess? Because there's a lot. There's a lot. I I think. I think the big three, or at least two of the big major games would be out, Breath of the Wild 2 and Bayonetta 3. Um, I really feel like now with the success of Metroid Dread, I think we are going to get that Prime Trilogy. I think definitely, I I feel like at the end of this year, the last Nintendo Direct that they show, or, or maybe the Game Awards. It's always well, it was rumored at the Game Awards two years ago, remember? And then they mm-hmm. put it on hold because they delayed four. So I think I think if I think Metroid Prime Four is gonna be their big game for twenty twenty three, to be honest with you. 
and they're going to want to get people excited yeah. for that. So next year is the time to release Prime Trilogy. Let's go. Give it to me. Let's do it. I I think it's going to do good numbers um, for it. So uh, I think the trailer for Prime 4 will probably be in the direct or game or at the Game Awards. I would be shocked if it's not that they don't show it this year. But if they show it as the first direct, like the big game for 2022, we're getting some sense that we'll probably be getting all three of the biggest games coming that year. Uh, because like Halo Infinite will already be out, Forza will be out, and then leading up to uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, and then God of War, uh, you know, Nintendo is kind of ready, is getting stuff stacked, you know, at least for the first half of the year. I mean, so, so the, okay. I mean, so you... Nintendo's going to have Pokemon, Bayonetta, and then are you saying Metroid Prime would be the third big one? Um, if uh, no, um, Breath of the Wild too. Oh, Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, if they if Metroid yeah, but Prime Breath of the Wild two is going to be their holiday game next year, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I think I think in the spring it's obviously going to be Pokemon. It's going to be Mario plus Rabbits two. It's going to be Kirby probably Forgotten Lands probably in that April or May mm-hmm. slot. Um, you have Splatoon three in there. March. You have well, I mean, I'm just basic. I'm oh. trying to. Oh, you have oh, Splatoon oh. three that's probably going to come out in that May or June window, right? You have obviously Bayonetta, which I think they want to get out in like August before all the huge games come out and kind of have their own right. time with it. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I think Nintendo's going to have a monster year, and then in September you put out the Prime trilogy. October you put out Breath of the Wild two. November you put out some sort of another probably a let's go pokemon thing next year right like or like a maybe like an another some sort of mario game you know like a mario it wouldn't be mario party or mario golf i don't know what's another mario thing mario strikers Uh, oh oh man i let me tell you mario strikers comes out that's my number one game (laughs) and i know i'm telling you and i know there's this weird Weird group of people in in the circles at Boss Rush that want want Mario Super Sluggers back. I think it's and it's you. I know David wants it. I know yes. Dan wants it. Like there's just I I I just never thought of Mario Sluggers as like a one of the good sports games. You know, like I don't. I, but again, I played it on the GameCube for like a couple hours, maybe. You know, like. Just that it while I was working at Toys R Us, that game kept selling out even after, yeah. But it's Toys R Us, dude. It's like it's like I don't know. I feel like I feel like your demographic is different than everybody else's demographic at Toys R Us. Well, yeah, but I just didn't know. I, I wouldn't think a game like that selling like year after like month after month year after year selling out we're putting out 10 copies all 10 copies are gone and then another 10 all gone and it's just like it, it, it boggled my mind it's like what gotta be the sale numbers and don't forget this thing is at 50 dollars yeah. so that's like 500 dollars a box and we're selling it week after week like it it just boggles my mind and stuff. It's, so that's uh... 
The okay. only thing that's uh, that's crazy about Mario Sluggers, because I haven't played on GameCube, but I played the Wii one, mm-hmm. is it's not even the best baseball game on Wii. No. It's, it's, it's Wii Sports. It's Little League World Series. Oh. That's right. Little League World Series baseball game on Wii. I'm telling you, I'm not even lying. Me and my brothers, we had Little League World Series, we had Mario Sluggers, and we had Wii Sports, and we played Little League World Series. That was the mm. best one. I was, I don't know why, but it's so good. But I would love Mario Sluggers too. I but I really want Strikers. That's that's the number one. It's been Strikers. too long. It's been too long. Um, I definitely would be disappointed if it was another sports mix where it's like the half baked volleyball, mm-hmm. basketball. I, I don't want those. No. Don't give me those, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, I think we'll probably like announcement wise for 2022. I think we'll see the next Mario Odyssey game. Um, I think, I, we'll think we, def- I, I think we'll see it get announced next year. Mario Odyssey. See? Yeah. I think Fire Emblem will finally get their new game. Um, you think it's Koei's... you think it's going to be the remake of the 3DS games like that was rumored, the Fates ones, or do you think they were going to get a new Fire Emblem? I think we're getting a new one. God, I hope so. That's a, that's a loaded year, man. Because <laughs> we also yeah. have Project Triangle Strategy coming out next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think oh. is going to probably. I think what's going to happen is is that that's going to hit Switch first. Six months down the line, Whoa. it'll probably hit PC and X. No, PC. Sony didn't get. Uh, Sony didn't get. We still have not got Best Traveler. Okay. It's. I don't know why. I would so love I, to have it. So, Microsoft might get it for Game Pass. Um, maybe the end of next year. Maybe. It's a. It's a really big if. If. What would be smart if they did PC and Xbox at the same All right, time? So here's here's 2022 so far. Okay, I brought I pu- I pulled it up. So, um, we have uh, Pokemon Legends, we have uh, Dying Light 2, the cloud version. We have Tri Triangle Strategy, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Like that's gonna be a pretty big on Switch. Oh man, that's next. Wow, March. That's already coming up. It's March. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. literally two weeks after Mario Rabbids. Oh, oh wow! Uh, Kirby. So two XCOM like games back to back. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Bayonetta three, Splatoon three, uh, Mario Rabbids uh, two, Breath of the Wild. Uh, hold on, we ran out of games. Where's the rest of them? It's not loading. It's not loading. And I know we got EA and Ubisoft and uh, do we though? Some of the other companies still bringing stuff. Go ahead, uh, Gray. Uh, I said, do we though? Have <laughs> Ubisoft and I don't know if you got EA, but yeah. well, EA said they was they had like six to twelve games for Switch, and not all of them been announced yet. Um, what are now so released? Do you think we get the Red Dead Redemption remaster on uh, Switch? Because that was rumored today. So this is going to this is how Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition, uh, the trilogy plays. If it sells, if I it think it's going to sell bonkers on Switch just because, I, just because yeah. like there like that seems to be where like a lot of people love their classic and retro games that aren't Nintendo games, right? Is like 
oh, I'm going to yeah. play it on Switch. You know, it's it's like, if, and if they switch the controls up like they said they were to be like more in line with, you know, modern mm-hmm. uh, third person shooters, like I think it's going to be, I think those games are going to be bigger than anybody thinks on Switch. Just be based on Vice City and San Andreas alone. I wonder if you could hit. I wonder if you could hit hit uh, hook up your Switch Bluetooth to your car stereo Bluetooth. What? Why is that coming up right now? What? Because <laughs> people will pick soundtrack like Vice City oh. soundtrack and stuff oh. while they're driving. I mean, you could just go on Spotify and put in well, Vice City yeah. soundtrack. You could say, or yeah, you could go online and buy that big giant CD like <laughs> oh, like yeah. fifteen like, CD box set. Every disc. Yeah, I mean, some people just might be like, you know, because they're gonna probably be playing that game on the go, and have their headset on, and so. But like, if you could, if people were just like, I'm gonna try to hook my switch up to the car and see if it happens, you yeah. know, and have Bluetooth. It'd be really cool if like they came out with like a uh, special edition of that game, and it was it came with like a download code for the soundtrack or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it would be like an atrocious amount of money, but like, it would still be really cool. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I hope it, it does well. Cause red dead redemption on the go on the switch bully on the switch would be, yeah, would be awesome. I, mean, I, was... I really like the first red dead redemption and I don't, I never played the second one. Like I just never went out of my way to play two. Oh, it's so good. I, I stand so... by that. So to clarify everybody, because Red Dead Re- Red Dead Redemption is the second game, uh, Red Dead Two is the third game. Yep, we know, we know. I made a big stink about this on our old podcast. Is Red Dead Revolver on Switch? Nope, no, because it's Capcom. Okay, it's okay. it is on okay. it's on PlayStation Four as a PS2 classic it, though. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is on PS4. I just didn't know if it ever came to Switch since it's not. Uh, you know, Rockstar. It's not under Rockstar now. Yeah. Um, what uh, what ninety nine game are we getting next year? What ninety nine? Are we so, getting two? Yeah, yeah like, are we, we got Pac Man ninety nine, Tetch ninety nine. Are we getting? I think we'll probably get it like a Splatoon. No, 99. no. Give me a Galaga ninety nine. I would. Oh God. I would pay for it. I would pay for it. I would love Galaga 99. It'd be the best game ever. I wonder uh, if they would do Columns 99. <laughs> uh, Puyo Puyo 99. That's... You know what, Corey? I think Puyo Puyo Tetris. I think the Puyo Puyo Tetris 3 is going to be announced. I think we're getting a 3 next year. I, I don't, just because like Tetris Effect just came out. We got two Tetris games this year. We're not getting a third one next year. But that one is mixed with Puyo Puyo. Nobody likes Puyo Puyo. (laughs) The only reason why I bought Puyo Puyo Tetris was to play Tetris. And now I have a better way to play Tetris. (laughs) Yeah, but but we have fun playing Puyo Puyo Tetris. Nobody has fun playing Puyo Puyo. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying. No, Ed. You have to live on the uh... other side of the world and ride a train to work every day to enjoy that game. Okay. How at what point I never mind. <laughs> do you think we do do you think we get the Switch Pro for lack of a better name next no. year? Is it gonna two years. No. I'll say two years. Two years. Yeah, two years. I think they're mm-hmm. they'll be pushing. Twenty twenty three they'll push it. 
They're gonna push with it with Metroid new, Prime Four. They're gonna push it with Metroid Prime Four in a new Mario game, twenty twenty three. I'm calling it right now. I don't think so. I don't think so. Ed, you still think they're gonna make an Arms Two? So nobody trusts your judgment. <laughs> y'all got uh, Sora for y'all got Sora for Smash. Yeah, I did. I called so, it. So Arms Two kids still happy. Yeah, in like ten years. Hey, it can happen next year. You never know. I do know. I don't think Nintendo hits 100% on their IP. I, I think you need to let Oh, the other rumored game that we didn't talk about was Pikmin 4. Speaking of oh, old Nintendo yeah. IP. Yeah. Where is Pikmin 4? They got to yeah. talk about it next month. Miyamoto, what are you doing? Stop building theme parks. Get to work on this Pikmin 4. Finish it up and let me play it. I want to see it on my TV, dude. I want to put the controller down and just be like, look at this water, look at this ground, look at this grass. Uh, so good. Like, Pikmin uh, is Nintendo. Pikmin is Nintendo's most underrated IP. Can I Dragon Punch Square Enix and tell them? Oh yeah, because we get the Dragon Quest remakes also next year. Oh yeah, we're we getting got, that Dragon Quest yeah. three remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, stop playing with my emotions to give me Tomb Raider. These new You're not getting Raider Tomb Raider, especially if especially if Square's still involved, right? Like, I know mm-hmm. we kind of talked about it in Arsenal X, but like, it kind of feels like Crystal Dynamics and Square's Western division is going to be sold off to to Microsoft at some point. I have a feeling. I just have a I have a weird feeling. Does Microsoft want them though? Yeah, they're clearly higher than to make Perfect Dark because the initiative can't handle it. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. They just they're having trouble they, staffing. They, they were the ones that were really pushing the Tomb Raider games anyway, because yeah. they had the the year long exclusivity with them. So yeah, and they had all the marketing for the first and the third game too. So yeah, gosh, those I, games I think... so good. Can we just talk a minute about how good Tomb Raider is for a second? Oh, Tomb yeah. Raider's great. There, there's very few games where my wife will go. What game is that? And Tomb Raider was one of them. And it's like, because it's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just plays well. Um, I've 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 always hold the ground that Uncharted has a better story. But if I had to take one in a fight, I'm taking Lara. I mm-hmm. mean, she she goes through way more stuff than way more stuff. Than I our, uh, uh, does. See, this is not crossroads because I would get in trouble. So I was just gonna hold my tongue because, yeah. Ed doesn't like but, PlayStation games. Uh, it's 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 okay. We know, we know he doesn't <laughs> like PlayStation games. And then I come on the show and list like eight thousand PlayStation games I'm playing and have. And y'all be like, what? You're playing them. It doesn't mean you like them. No. Oh, I do enjoy them. He plays them just so he for ammo. He's like, man, I, I can't wait to hate on this game now. This <laughs> oh. keeps going. <laughs> I, I play a lot of I play a lot of PlayStation um, when I'm not attached to S, uh, Xbox and Switch. I will pop in PlayStation and play a lot of their games um, because I still feel like I, I feel like with Nintendo and Sony when they broke up after the Super NES CD, I think the way that they came into the gaming atmosphere was really strong, and they have really created some big influences. Uh, some real important titles, games that have changed um, design and, and the 
and the genre. So I, I give it up to place to Sony and with PlayStation for a lot of stuff. If they weren't working with Nintendo, I don't. I mean, if they were still working with Nintendo, I don't think we would have the games that we have now. Like Sony is really their Western division is really good at producing high quality games mm-hmm. and everything. And I and I will. As much as people say, think about me with other other kind of uh, other platforms games. Who was up there on a Friday getting that sixty dollar game physical? Like I'm, I'm you, at because the store. You buy I'm... everything. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not big ballers like Ed. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I but I feel like because like Ghost of Tsushima, I wanted to play that. The Last of Us uh, Part Two. I wanted to play it because of review, but I wanted to see after all the controversy, all the trials and trials that game has uh, or, uh, has went through, I want to see what they deliver and everything. Because I, I, I'm not worried about Nintendo. I'm going to get the quality, but I want to see what they're going to deliver. Same with, X, same with uh, Xbox. I think there are some high-quality games. I feel like Quantum Break shouldn't have got the treatment that it deserved because that is a really great game. I think people are starting to come around on Quantum Break because of Control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's definitely yeah, a, it's a game with game. revisionist history, though. Yeah, and uh, and when it's something that Nintendo can't, it's not that Nintendo can't do stuff that the other companies do. That's just not part of their design, not of them making games. That's you know, that's not their expertise and stuff. They can't make a Uncharted or anything. They could try to, but they know that Uncharted and some of the darker games require not just the graphics, but storytelling and sometimes depiction of violence to push the story. To really show that they're going for a certain theme idea, and Nintendo wants to step steps away from that. They'll let every any other company do it, but they'll step away from themselves from doing it. So I, 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 I love the fact that Sony and Microsoft, when they push story and they push where a game could go and stuff, they do a great job of doing it. And Nintendo's just like, hey, go support them too. Be you know, we'll put it out of the game. If that's too much, here is Mario Party 15 to make you feel better. Well, let me let me ask you this question, since you're the you're the bigger Nintendo guys than I am. What third party studio is the biggest supporter of Nintendo next year? Like, who's the third party? Is it Ubisoft? Is it EA? Is it? You know, is it Capcom? Who who's the one that's like really pushing for Nintendo now on twenty twenty two? Square Enix. Mm. Square Enix has the most titles party planned for a Switch, and when they do their smaller games and stuff, mm-hmm. it's always in Nintendo's presentation. It's always never nowhere else. Let's Square see, we Enix. Got, we got what uh, Triangle Strategy next year. We have. Mm. I mean, I guess technically we have the Kingdom Hearts games, cloud the cloud versions next year. Cloud versions. Uh, that I bet we get another game from the uh, that studio, the I Am Setsuna studio. Yeah. Like another yeah. smaller kind of. It, it's t- it's probably time, right? That their last game was what twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah, I, I think you know, I was thinking about them the other day. I can't remember the last time they came out with the game. It was I that. It was that actual. Okay, no, it's Square. Uh, the, right. That the game was called Okonami. Yeah, Okonami. Yeah, 
I thought you I thought you said Konami. <laughs> like oh no, studio. sorry. Uh, which uh, is Konami going to be the number one uh, supporter for Switch next year? They're com- it, they're they're not going to be the number one supporter, but they are getting that love back that they lost at their. Uh, well, yeah, Kojima. it's because they're releasing all their good Castlevania games on the Switch that everybody likes. <laughs> that was, well, that okay. game. What was the game that the it's. I thought it was a new game, but Ed, you told me it was a remake of an older game. What's that one that's coming out? Oh, I cannot think of it. Another it's a, it's a lot of Japanese words, so I, I know yeah. I'm going to mess it up if I try to say it. Austin's too white awesome. is what he's saying. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> uh, but I I mean I don't want to I don't want to accidentally offend anyone, but man, I that game looks awesome. It looks so pretty. Oh, oh wait, no, I was going to say uh, I. Never mind. I have to find it, man. That, uh, that game looks so good. What was it? Konami? Konami? Yeah. Switch like I said, I, I wrote... Because uh, I did... Um, uh, let's see. Do, 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 looking for a Konami game that has funny looking words in it. And by funny, I mean Japanese. Let's find it. Yeah, because I think it's a re- uh, a sequel or a remake or something to one of the games that from the NES days. Is it Katsu Fuma never... Den? Yes, that's it. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah. That game looks really, really cool. Let's see. I'm, I'm all down for it. Oh, this game looks cool. Why have I never heard of it? Ed, come on. You're slipping here. Yeah. What are you talking about? I, I wrote it. It's on Bosch Rush website. That you guys go to boshrush.com and check out more articles there. We have some good uh, discussion banters in the editorial, so do check it us check us out there. This game looks cool. Undying like Moon. Like that art is that style is super cool. It's oh my gosh, dude! This looks like like a really cool Japanese painting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ed, come on, man. When, Why when did you not tell me about this? I did the, tell uh, you about that. Is that E3, I think? No, it was at the Indie Direct uh, oh, last year. Yeah. When this game was announced, I was all over this game. And it was like, yeah, it's an older game. I was like, what? I've never heard of this. I've never even heard yeah. of this. So when I was looking it up uh, and everything, because uh, I just wanted to see him like, I was seeing people saying that it was a remake and stuff. So I went to go look it up, and I was just like, Oh wow, yeah! It, I'm like, oh, I see what they're talking about because it's a game from Konami, I never heard of, and was only released in Japan. I didn't know about, and no one never covered it or said anything about it. So it was like a new one to me. Hmm. So, well, Ed, uh, you failed us. Good job. I I'm taking back over as host. I'm looking pictures of this game now, and man, it just—it's so cool. Yeah. Everyone, but, go check it out. It, yes. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, I think Square Enix is going to have a lot. Uh, Corey, what about you? I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I I kind of agree with you. I know Ubisoft has two games coming out for Switch next year, but I mean, Square is probably the right answer. Unless you count all these cool Konami collections that are coming out. Because, like, that rumor is that the Metal Gear collection might be coming to Switch next year, too. Alongside, like, a PlayStation 4 version or something. So, 
What is the rumor for that? Is it the NES ones or just the PS uh, the um, PlayStation? Metal Gear Collection uh, Switch. There it is. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Cause I, yeah, because I would love to have like the two NES games uh, and then uh, the GameCube version of Twin Snakes, but also have Metal Gear 1, 2, two three a three on there at least that i don't know it looks like people are kind of saying that that legacy collection that came to ps3 that has like one two three four five and peace walker in it or one Mm. two three four and peace walker in it might be coming but also there's that rumor that uh snake eater is being remade so i don't know it does i mean it doesn't look like the rumor has much traction it's just a couple Reddit threads and then, you know, some Nintendo fan sites kind of reporting on it. But uh, I feel like if that's possible, we could also get a Silent Hill collection, like that one and two remaster that was on PS3 and 360. Yeah. Everybody, everybody wants it. I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I think the Eat. Switch is the best place for these collections now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would love for Arkham collection to come too um even though i only worry about it coming to switch is because it was broken on pc so i just don't know if it's going to transfer well to switch or not or if it'd be too much of a hassle yeah but i mean all those games could run on switch technically right i mean Mm -hmm. they're all xbox 360 games right so yeah well except night well night Night probably would not but the other three i mean you could still just do the return to arkham collection which is just the first two games yeah 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 I really thought those might actually come to Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean... There's a whole slew of games that I thought would come to Switch and never did. Like, those games, I really thought the Tomb Raider games would come to Switch. At least the first two. Yeah. Uh, I thought Final Fantasy Thirteen Collection would come to Switch. Uh, I don't know. I just thought... I thought there was a lot of games that were going to come to Switch and never did. Do you think if, uh, if Tomb Raider came to Switch, would it have to be like the first game would might be on there, but the other two might have to be uh, Cloud? Well, the Rise of the Tomb Raider has a 360 and PS3 version. Yeah. They so, do? Yeah. Yes. Huh. So, I, I mean, I could see the first two games. I don't know. Shadow of the Tomb Raider isn't, like, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I could see them kind of, like, replacing models and assets and kind of toning it back for a switch version yeah plus like if uh, look the here's the thing the witcher 3 is on switch natively right right it's a good point (laughs) which is why i think the kingdom hearts games were so disappointing yeah that they're getting cloud also the witcher on switch is a great version of that game by the way I haven't played it. I'm a little... I feel like I'm a little nervous, too. But I played Skyrim on Switch, and it was fine. But that's, like, two totally different things, so... Well, well also, a lot of people who played The Witcher 3 on Switch beat it. <laughs> that's where a lot of people beat the game, man. Uh, so. Well, yeah, because it's easy to play 120 hours of a game on the go than it is to <laughs> play at your house. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Plus like, uh, plus, like, the cross-save feature too with the pc version also i bet probably gave a lot of people an extra motivation to play it on the go because like they can still play the best version of the game and take it with them also yeah yeah 
All right, guys, we got. Uh, we all we all know we're playing Gwent. That's what we're really playing on on the Switch anyway. <laughs> it didn't even come to Switch. It's I well, mean, no, just went in the Witcher Three game. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm really shocked that Gwent never came to to Switch. I I love Gwent. It's one of my favorite card games ever. I I probably played that more than I played Witcher Three, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So I, I guess we're going to wrap it up there for Doc Mode. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. Uh, let's get to playing with power. Corey, what are you playing with power? Okay. So I've been playing, I've been playing Metroid Dread. And I love playing the game. But also, I, every time I turn it on, I feel like an idiot. And after about a half hour, I just stopped playing because I cannot find out where I need to go. I've been stuck in the second area for like an hour and a half, and I don't know how to get to where I need to go. And it's extremely frustrating. And I don't even know how to look up where I need to go because of just the nature of the game. And I don't know what to look up. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love playing the game. It's so much fun to play. I just, I'm at a roadblock and i don't know where to go and it's extremely frustrating and it, it's just upsetting i don't know if it's one of these type of games but the reason i love metroidvania is because i get that old school where you write the notes in the manual kind of thing where i will mm-hmm. grab paper and write and map out like when i did hollow knight and stuff yeah. like that well this i and mean this this has a map in it and like i'm looking all over this map and like the only place i can see where i can go it's all the way back by the elevator that brings you in from the first area. Mm-hmm. And there's other things in there, but I can't get back to it because I don't have the morph ball or I can't slide anywhere because the ledges and stuff. And it's just like, I'm extremely frustrated because I don't know where to go. Are are you sure you're not pulling a David Jaffe and need to just shoot at the ceiling? Um, I'm not <laughs> sure. Because I, that that was his thing. Like the video that he was getting frustrated on was like something that he had to shoot the ceiling, and that was and it was just like, oh, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. Which is huh. why he went on that on that tirade. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna try to look it up because I want to play it and I want to finish it because it's extremely fun. But also, I'm just frustrated because I'm an idiot. I think is really what it comes down to. And it's probably the most obvious thing, like something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and like, but also like I never really played 2D Metroids before, except for the original, which is like pretty straightforward and linear. And yeah, you know, the only difficulty is that like, you know, you just need to be good at jumping. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So like, I just, I don't know. I feel like an idiot and I feel like if I go on boss rush on Wednesday and talk about it. LeRon's just going to make fun of me the whole time and uh, that I'm just going to tell him to crawl under his desk and eat a bunch of gummy bears and uh, shut up and then he'll well, stare at me. We know he's doing the you know PC mods or whatever he's got going on. He's probably like blasting through the game. He's got it broken. You yeah. know, he's not really playing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing that. I've also been playing a lot of Tetris Effect Connected. Um. But I've been testing out the Genesis and the N64 games mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, 
they play really like for me at least on the n64 side i know people are kind of complaining about lagging or some other control issues right but i'm like it's nintendo 64 the controls suck like it's just just the nature of the console and when it came out and uh mario 64 plays like mario 64 Ocarina of Time plays like Ocarina of Time, which I might actually sit and play Ocarina of Time all the way through again because I haven't played it. I haven't played it since it came out because, you know, Ed, you know, the infamous story of, you know, me not realizing you could go back in time to solve puzzles. Mm -hmm. Well, it took me like a year and a half to figure that out, and I bought the strategy guide. So, Austin, I don't know if you know the story. All the listeners have heard it a thousand times, but they're going to hear it again. I got Ocarina of Time. It was like outside of Link's Awakening, it was like my first real Zelda experience. And I was, I loved it. I was playing it every day. I was trying to find things. I was doing it all on my own, no guides, no nothing. Uh, which is odd because I was like a really big strategy guide collector back then. And so I was making my way through it, making my way through it. I get to the Shadow Temple, and you have to enter the Shadow Temple as a child to do the first half of the dungeon and then go back as an adult to finish it. I didn't know that. And I couldn't figure out how to get into the Shadow Temple. And so I quit. For like a year and a half, I quit this game. And then Majora's Mask came out. And I loved it. I I got Majora's Mask and the strategy guide for Majora's Mask and the strategy guide for Ocarina of Time all in one go. And I beat Majora's Mask in a weekend. That's how much I loved it. Played it all weekend. Uh, I got all the masks, and I was like, you know what? I should probably just go finish Ocarina of Time, and I did it. I finished Ocarina of Time in, like, two hours because I was, like, it's the second-to-last dungeon. Uh, you knew exactly what you had to do. Yeah, I looked it up. Point. I'm like, are you kidding yeah. me? Are you kidding how, me? How old were you when uh, when those came out? Uh, I was, like, 12, I think, when Ocarina of Time came out. Okay. Well, because I I didn't play them on Nintendo 64. I played them on 3DS. That was my, uh, those were my introductions to those two games. I played both of them that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are probably uh, the best ways to play those games. I wish uh, they would come to Switch, honestly. Uh, I I like Ocarina of Time. I can understand why people, because it was like the first Zelda where it was like 3D and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's got that Final Fantasy VII effect where it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow. But Majora's Mask is the go like well it's not my favorite Zelda but it is so good that was the, that was the one I loved on 3DS I think I like for a sequel I like I, I think Majora's Mask is a thousand times better than Ocarina of Time but also I think <gasps> I, I think agree. I think it's just because of the terrible experience I had with Ocarina of Time like I really do but like I agree with you I think it's the Final Fantasy 7 effect of like this is like the this is like a moment in gaming history, right? Mm-hmm. And but I still think Twilight Princess and Wind Waker are the pinnacle of like the three D formula. Yes, I also agree. I think Wind Waker, Wind Waker is my favorite, and then Twilight Princess Majora Mask is is right there. Well, Link's Awakening. Yeah, and then well, I'm I'm talking like three D Zelda. Yeah, three D. I agree. Those are the and, top three for me. Yeah, Majora's Mask is like the last when it comes to three D Zelda. You're me. the worst. I. Oh, uh, you're the worst. I think it's because I love Ocarina of Time, and I didn't really have that so much of a problem, even though I still bought the strategy guy, because uh, uh, um, 
you should see my ocarina of time strategy guide you should see it it's trashed it's like <laughs> it's like because i turned around and started playing it again and i tried uh-huh. to go 100 percent, and like i never finished it i never got past like this first adult temple but like after i finished the shadow temple i went through and like tried to find every heart piece all the collectibles and everything and yeah. like dude my strategy guide is just trashed it's just trashed there's like because i would like fold the corners of the paper trying to figure out which ones i had there's big uh, x's in it from like the heart pieces that i would find which was like a huge mistake yeah. the cover is falling off like it's totally taped together it's like it's like a hot piece of trash but you, you, that, you, that's how mine was for the kingdom hearts that was like one of the big strategy guys that i had was kingdom hearts and that one i ended up throwing that one away because it was that, it was just so trash by the time it was done oh wow uh, what, is that all, Corey? Uh, there was something else I was playing. Um, uh, I got to turn my switch on. I don't remember. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shut your mouth, Ed. You hold your <laughs> mouth. I was just going to say, everybody check out our Zelda list mm-hmm. for Nintendo Pop Block. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And go watch that. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me ask you this, Ed. You really think Skyward Sword is better than Majora's Mask? Yes, a hundred times, Look, way better. Than I've been. Oh, that's the other game I've been playing. I've been trying to get through Skyward Sword HD. I went back to that a little bit, and uh, man, I want to like the game. I love the story. I love where it's going. The controls, even the even the button, like even the non motion controls, are just like man. This is just. They made it work. I give them credit. They made it work, but it is just not. It's not good. <laughs> like I I I'm trying. Like I don't know. It's just the motion controls are just bad. I I don't I don't know how people play with motion controls. I just don't. I know I know Lasby swears by them. Right? Like I know he just swears by the motion controls for that game. I think I think David or uh, Dan does too, and I just I don't know, man. I think I'm just too stupid to play games anymore, especially games that don't <laughs> that use unconventional control schemes. I just <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I I think the story is is good in Skyward Sword, but I just I don't see how it compares to the all the other 3D Zelda games. I think I, I just I, think it's. I actually think the, the story in Skyward Sword is the best of the 3D Zelda games. Wow. Okay. Uh, I just hate playing the game. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I think the Rise of Demise is a cool story to tell. I think Link mm-hmm. and Zelda's relationship is amazing. Like, I think, like, I love how, I just love how great they are together in scenes. And I think, I think, what Fi is like the least annoying companion in mm-hmm. in Zelda, except for Midna. But Midna's annoying if you don't like her. But also, I love Midna, so I'm not going to say anything bad about Midna. So uh, we all know what the most annoying one is. Oh yeah, it's 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 Navi, right? Like I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah. 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 So I just, just shut up. Stop telling me what to do. <laughs> Wait, what? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> no, not, I'm talking about Nami. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh, uh, Corey's attitude towards me. Uh, like, no, 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 no. No. 
Well, I mean, you can keep talking trash on Majora's Mask. I might get on a quarry side. I don't know. <laughs> it's <sighs> But that's that's all I've been playing um, for now. All right. Uh, Austin, what have you been playing with power? And don't forget, you can well, be any. I, I will admit, I have not been playing my Switch very much. I think the last time I was on the show, I talked about the uh, Mario Golf courses i think that was the last thing i really played on my switch i did get the nintendo 64 uh, sega genesis upgrade i wanted to play there's a there's a lot of games on there i've never played because i didn't have either one of those systems so um i like i'm i'm all i'm gonna try to play through a lot of them i have enjoyed the snes collection a lot and the nes collection a lot um playing games i've never played before um, and those are honestly the games they keep going back to on the Switch. I I do plan on looking for some Black Friday sales for some uh, Nintendo games that I'm behind on. Like, I will try to get Paper Mario or Gami King. Like, that's one on my list. Like, there's a bunch of games that I, I would like on my Switch. I just haven't gotten to it because, I'll be honest, like, PlayStation's kind of my ecosystem. So that's where I spend all my money and then by, I'm like, I'm like, man, I, there's a lot of Nintendo games I need to go play now. So, um, I go back and forth between those two consoles a lot, but that's really all I've been playing is like, uh, Nintendo 64. I've been playing, uh, Pokemon unite, uh, here and there, but not, not every day. Like I was for a while. Um, but on PlayStation and I don't think it's on switch, but I'm playing prey. I started prey. No, it's not. on switch. Holy moly, that that game is great. Prey is an awesome game. I'm barely in the reboot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This game is got Bioshock vibes to it. It's got Dead Space vibes to it. I was a little nervous because I thought it was going to be more like Dishonored, which I didn't like. I don't like Dishonored. Um, but this game, because Dishonored is more like a stealthy game. This game is like, it's like the sci-fi creatures there's a whole world to explore like i'm reading everything that i find like i'm really interested in the game it's really really good i i hate that i waited this long to play it because it's a really good game um so that that's what i'm playing right now uh is prey uh which i highly recommend it i'm way too late to the game but i highly recommend it (laughs) it is on game pass if you guys have an xbox also so hey Check it out. I I haven't been this engrossed in a game like uh, as far as like reading everything I'm picking up in a while. So um, this is this is a highly recommend. Nice. All right. What are you well, playing, Ed? I'm playing uh, Voice of Cards. Huh? It's literally becoming I can't... my. I can't wait to hear what you have to say because I'm it, excited about this game. <laughs> it, it's in my giving to your nomination. This is one of the f- music is phenomenal in this game because uh, I've been playing with the headset and man, hearing this, hearing this, I want to go to an orchestra with this soundtrack. It's so good. Uh, the voice acting is good because everything is like where well, most of the game is. You can read it if you want to, but they're always narrating the game. Um, mm. It's only seven chapters, so it's a short RPG uh, or JRPG. 
and you play cards that you gain uh, by leveling up, and you can switch them out, and you'll get more characters. Um, you can go to towns and get more cards by playing a certain game. Now, what the cool thing is is that uh, your analog, your uh, right stick on your controller, if you're playing the pro controller, um, it it you can move it around and go uh, to the town. And then hit a button, and they'll just jump you from wherever you at to get to the town. Uh, you don't have to pay for uh, ends, so you can rest. Um, there really isn't no crafting in the game. Um, you literally just you can grind, get some money, go to shops and buy them. And the uh, land that you are on it unfolds every time you get close to a car that is uh, folded down. So it turns over, and you'll see more land or grass or water and there are parts where the car will turn over that it has like a mountain or something that's blocking you so if you try to go to it it'll put you back um you'll also run into special characters uh special events uh, that you'll go into um you, there are times where you'll roll the dice uh and if you hit a certain number like high or low you something will happen to it uh it's, it's really addictive and it's really good. Um, you do have choices. You can like kind of make choices. And your choices does affect the game because you would get a reward or you would get punished or, or something. So you, you can make the decision. But yeah, the you will, once you find out their weaknesses and everything, you can just start playing the cards. And it has a gym system. And the gym system is, that, is, is the way that you do, do your attacks. So, um, in order sometimes to use certain magic, you have to have two gems. Well, if you got two gems in your uh, pocket or in your box, you could use that to use magic. And it just keeps refilling and refilling. So, there really isn't no magic system where you need, like, potions and stuff to restore. No, you just make sure, strategy-wise, that your gems are filling up. And then you can just start unloading if you need to. Um, it's very good. You can buy like armor, um, weapons, and it kind of tells you what it does. There is no kind of like if you buy this armor, uh, you go down the level with this. No, everything that you buy upgrades, so you get stronger with everything mm -hmm. that you buy. Uh, for it, um, you'll find secret chests of on the card, uh, and sometimes you can run into an uh, enemy or something and. You know, if you help them, they'll re uh, reward you with like extra money or special items and stuff. It's really, really fun. And, and uh, the people that you play in the demo, they are in the game, but they are not your cast of characters. It literally changes. That's so. Cool. Yeah, I may have to go play that demo then, since it's going to be totally different than the than the game far story wise. Yeah, like and you'll get an idea of how to play the game, and it still teaches you on how to play it and everything. Uh, but <laughs> be prepared, Austin, because there are some sexy male pictures in here. And when I say oh. sexy male pictures, <laughs> it is like, oh, they did this art, okay. But it's it's also funny and stuff, and it's kind of fitting for what they're going for. And everything. Is uh, it like uh, the, the the Hades? I know a lot of <laughs> a lot of people are going crazy for the guys in Hades. Is it like along those lines? Oh no, this is 
Oh, no. it's for that. <laughs> it's for this is why that. it's an Ed's Game of the Year nomination. <laughs> <laughs> the game actually plays like trash. <laughs> uh, no, no, no it's, it's pretty good. Uh, so with the cards, I definitely recommend. Like, it is a really great RPG and stuff. And, and like, there are DLC uh, bundles, so you can change your characters' costumes and stuff like there. But I just started the game. Uh, it they. The character, the main character, uh, he does have a name, but you can rename him anything you want to uh, for that. Uh, playing more Streets of Rage 4, building my characters up. Uh, play Streets of Rage 2 on the Sega Genesis and go to next. Uh, just having fun with there. Uh, there's a game called Musha that's on there, like a vertical top down shoot them up. Um, it's a game I've never heard of or played. Um, and it was enjoying that. Finally got to play Sin and Punishment on NSO. Uh, so I, I was happy to play that. I got to play some more of it. It feels really good. It felt weird playing it because I was just like, man, my mind is so uh, so used to the Star Fox controls that this feels different in the way that I play it, you know, the way that I play um, started up game builder garage, just learning some things, but haven't like really started making my levels yet or designing my games, and I can't wait to do that. Uh, and last but not least, uh, play some um, uh, uh, Super Mario Maker two. Uh, I think I'm about to get back into making Mario levels, and it's been a long time. Uh, the making Mario levels. I was playing my, some of my old levels that I had when the game came out, and I was like, oh, man. Did you play my level remember. again, Ed? Ooh, your level is the work of the devil. But it's Ed funny. got really mad at me because it wasn't pristine like a Nintendo designed <laughs> no, level. No, I was oh. not mad at he you. He yelled at me for I like was, two weeks. I was No, I was not. Basically, I Ed's the reason mad. why I stopped playing Mario Maker 2. No, I was la- I was laughing at the ridiculous <laughs> the craziness that this level was. I was having fun. It was challenging. Uh, I just didn't know that Corey was me this evil. <laughs> I was just like, these are some hellish levels. I, uh, did, did it give Dan trouble? Because Dan does some levels on his stream sometimes. I'm like, I don't have the patience uh, this, this was. I, this was, I think this was before Boss Rush existed. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This was, this was with our old I, group. Uh, um... You were talking about vertical shoot 'em ups, uh, and I uh, I played what is that game called? Crisis Wing. Have you seen that? I think it might be on Switch too. I think so. Um, I I recommend it. It's a very good vertical shoot 'em up if you're into those games. Um, yeah, I love a good vertical, vertical or horizontal. Uh, and this that's... one, the, the the patterns aren't that hard. Um, and your guns get really powerful, like your power-ups are very powerful, but your ship is huge, so it's like really tight maneuvering along the patterns. That's like the tricky part of it, and it's it's really good. The bosses are insane. Uh, uh, it's really hard, but it's really, really fun. I'm just waiting for Arrow Flash to come to Genesis online, and I'll just be like, yes! Uh, I've heard there's a lot of good shoot 'em ups on Genesis, and that's why I'm really excited about playing those games. I really um, want I really want Konami to get on board because I, uh, dang it, why couldn't they put Hyperstone Heist on Turtles in Time on NSO? That's what I look. Need. We're never gonna get it. 
just let's just accept it and move on. I know. I've accepted it. I'm very upset, but I've accepted it. Uh, just. But what if we did? What if we did? Hyperstone yes. Heist is the superior game to Turtles in Time. But oh, both wait. Are, oh. Both are in my top top five, so, you know. Huh. That's well, I will definitely keep my eye out for that game when oh. it, uh, Hyperstone Heist. Hyperstone Heist for Genesis is basically Turtles in Time, but, like, the levels are split into three acts instead of a boss at the end of each level. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit longer. There's a there, In the middle of the game, there's a, a literal boss rush mode in the middle of the game where you just fight, mm-hmm. like, the first five bosses again in a row, and it really sucks. Oh, okay. Uh, it doesn't suck. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> and then, like... Instead of Super Shredder, it's Ultra Shredder. And, like, it's just, it's cool. They make some really cool changes that are fun. Uh, yeah. If anybody, I mean, I guess you could just emulate it and play it. But, like, you know, it's a great game. I always feel like it was a mix of Turtles in Time and the Ar- Turtles arcade game. I mean, it is. It kind of is. But yeah. it's more. Tur- it's way more Turtles in Time than those arcade games, though. Yeah. Definitely are the there, is there like an online co-op mode for these uh Sega Genesis games? Are there beat 'em up games where I there's think so. Oh that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Everything yeah. from the NS everything on the N, uh NSO N sixty four and Super Nintendo and Genesis, all of that's online. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So but yeah, that's uh me playing with power and everybody that's gonna be the episode. Uh Austin, where can we find you? Sorry, Corey. <laughs> uh, you can find me at PlayStation on Twitter. Uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitch, too. Why not? You may never you never know when I might pop up on there. I popped up there randomly today. I think I'm going to try to do it more often. I got a little more time on my hands. So um, definitely check me out at PlayStation everywhere. And then catch me on Crossroads on Tuesdays, nights, 8, 7 central. And uh, with LeBron and Nelly and Chris, and uh, talk about PlayStation. So if you're into PlayStation at all, which is like my uh, my forte, definitely go check us out there. Yes, uh, cannot wait to hear you guys talk about the state of play. Um, oh, <laughs> well, you already know my thoughts. Ed. Yes. <laughs> I gave you some of my thoughts before the show, and yeah. uh, <laughs> let's say there's not that much. There's not that much fun. <laughs> Which everybody, I I feel like that this month I think we're gonna get an indie direct or another another Nintendo direct. We we'll probably get a Pokemon direct. Well, Maybe we'll get it. We'll get an indie direct this month, and then right after the Game Awards, I bet we get a the Nintendo direct. Because there's usually one in December. Uh, yeah. Probably just to so. go over the first couple months of the year, because like. We know what's coming, but nothing's dated, right? Like, I think Pokemon's the only thing that's dated, and everything else is just, you know, generic spring. Oh, yeah. So, Well, maybe Mario and Rabbids is dated for February, but... You know what? I have to... That was... Was that this year's E3? I don't remember. Yeah, I have to go look at it. Ubisoft, I think. Because, I, yeah, I think I dated I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, Corey, where can we find you? 
You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast and Arsenal X the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Retrico, and you can check out Nintendo Pop Block on Mondays, 7.30, or check us out on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Uh, for the video. Uh, and check us out on Anchor FM. Uh, to hear the audio version and other podcast apps that you guys subscribe to. With that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time on Nintendo Pop Block. Woohoo! Goodbye. <laughs>